Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, Sammies! So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Him and Cat stay, stay alive. alive. Maybe. Maybe we're a horror movie comedy podcast. We're gonna tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And this week, I, Kimberly Burns, am gonna try to stay alive. And this week, I, Katrin Porter Martin, am going to be the teller of the tale. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hello. I would like to wish you, Ms. Burns, a very happy two-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're you welcome. Too. Thank you. Shall we toast It's to like it? we did it together. It is. Gina holes Gi- out. Tits up. Cheers. So I looked up what the gift for two years is oh yeah it's cotton <laughs> cotton so i'll get you some get me a shirt cotton oh a shirt there you go yeah i'll get i'll get you i'll get no, you a cotton just, shirt please get me some cotton balls that would be great yeah i mean you can never have too many you know it's true so um how are you good i can't believe we've That's been doing good. this for two years every week it has not felt like two years it still feels like we you know are like new little babies to this whole thing we're new little babies it's um we're not I can't I just that's a big commitment it's one of the largest commitments I've had lately in life yeah (laughs) it's uh two years 
yeah, we said we're going to do this. And then we fucking did it for two years. Every We haven't missed a fucking episode. I know. I'm kind of impressed with ourselves. I'm kind of impressed with ourselves as well. <laughs> uh, I forgot about this. Um, we didn't say this on the 100th episode. Okay. I keep getting that confused. I keep saying like 200th episode one year. Like I'm always like, what are we talking I know. about? The 100th episode where we did like a clip show and we did clips from, uh, we did like the very, very beginning, like the very beginning of episode one, which I like haven't really listened to um, since episode one. And um, we talked about it afterwards and I totally forgot. Eric said, he was like, remember at the beginning you guys were sharing one mic? And I was like, That's what? Right. No, I don't remember that. And we were like, I mean, it was, we were sitting on your couch, just snuggled up together. Just, I mean, we literally had to like, apartment. Yeah. Yeah. We literally had to like cuddle in order to speak into the mic. Which is so funny. Like, how did we do it? I don't know. We just kind of like leaned in when we had to talk and then leaned out. I mean, so that was was like the first like five episodes, I think. Right. Mm hmm. We went yep, into basically like five. we were like, let's record five and see if we like it. And if like our yeah. idea for like the game and whatever kind of works. Um, so we were like just giving it a go. And then when we did five episodes, we were like, cool, like we like this. Let's buy a second let's buy mic. A second mic. <laughs> let's get a mic for both of us. And we were like, should we get stands mic stands <laughs> should we yeah what are what are all the things that we what need are the things that people have I don't even think I think we like borrowed a mic too like we didn't like buy it like we were just like let's just see what this is about oh, yeah for sure so, yeah we had to it, buy it. and then we we're like I guess we should purchase things and that was two goddamn years ago weird it was simult it was two years ago was simultaneously yesterday and also a generation ago, simultaneously. Yeah. Weird. So yeah. weird. So, Kim, you know how you really want the taste of hot sauce, but you're a big, huge giant wuss? <laughs> I do. I found a hot sauce you for you. You did? What is it? El Yucateco hot sauce. It is called a hot sauce for everyone, Ooh. even Kim. Here's why you can handle it. So, they focus on flavor, not heat. <laughs> And also, it's non-vinegar based, which you're also a wuss about. (laughs) This is made for me. They use the whole fruit of the pepper, non-vinegar based, and then they also don't use the capsaicin extract, which is the thing that burns your mouth off. They have five different habanero-based sauces. You can do the jalapeno, that's the least hot. Then it goes to chipotle, then red, then Caribbean, then green, then black. Then triple X hot, baby. That's for you because you like to sweat while you eat. I do. I do really like to sweat while I'm eating. So, yeah, give it a shot. I guess I'll go to www.shopelyucateco.com. That's shop, E-L-Y-U-C-A-T-E-C-O.com. Hashtag king of flavor. Go try the hot sauce for everyone, even Kim. We're going to dive right into this movie because it's uh, it's a doozy and okay. I was surprised by it because okay. I've seen it multiple times and I was like, have I seen this multiple times? So what it also did, I think it kind of 
made me realize we can expand our repertoire a little bit. I think there are movies out there that you or I have seen that the other one could very easily do because we won't remember. Yeah. Because watching this movie, I could have told you, I would have said, oh, I know what that movie's about. But having watched it, I'm like, I remembered conservatively maybe 2.7% of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely movies like that. I feel like we've done, I feel like there's been one that we did where I was like, have I seen this? Have I seen, yeah. This one was definitely, oh yeah, Um, way back to almost two years ago. Yeah, was that episode five? I don't know. Yeah, it was episode five. Yes, it was episode five. So (laughs) literally 100 episodes ago. (gasps) That's bananas. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to jump right in to this. Okay. Uh, I watched The Frighteners. Do you know anything about this? No. All right. Here we go. The Frighteners, which I saw for the first time at Kelly S***'s house. I always say names. I know. At Kelly Bleep's house. No one cares. No one knows who Kelly is. Just be like, my friend in seventh grade. I know. I don't know why I do that. I never knew that that was something I did. It's totally like a person-to-person thing. Because, like, yeah. Karen Kilgariff does it on My Favorite Murder. Yeah. But I I don't think Georgia does. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, she'll just say the full name. It's, like, the way people tell stories. I find it very I know. interesting. It's very strange because as soon as you pointed that out to me, I realized that I also do something where if somebody is telling me a story about someone I don't know, I say, what's their name? Yeah, and I'm like, what do you care? You don't know them. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's, it's... Like, I've never even... I actually thought about it later, too, and I was like, I've never even said my brother's... Any of my brother's names on the podcast, but you've said it. It's, like, very weird. I... I it's... Yeah. Like, it's weird, and, and it... Like, it feel it feels incomplete to me if I don't have names in a story. It's very strange. I really want to find that. Why don't you post more than the psychology behind that? I find, Okay, I let's do it. interesting. I shall. Okay. So, Kelly so. Poopman. No one cares. Kelly Poopman, yes. I watched it at her house, and uh, I recalled exactly none of it. So it was very interesting to me that it was as if I was watching this movie for the first time. Okay. So, Dead or Alive. MJ, as in Michael J. Fox, slash Frank Bannister. Alive. Andy McDowell, slash Lucy. (laughs) I love her. She's not really in this. It's just someone who looks exactly like her. Oh. Then dead. But I just kept calling her Andy. Did you say dead? dead. Okay. Uh, Chad slash Ray. Uh, I hope dead. Patricia slash E.T.'s mom. Oh, alive. Uh, John Bartlett. Dead. And Milton. Alive. True Kim score today. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we go. The Frighteners. (laughs) This is a doozy. So. What what year is this made? Is it like 80s? No, no, no. It's like 90s. So it's like 90. I looked it up and then I forgot. Uh, let me let me look it up because I did. 
It had to have been like 94 or 95 because I watched it on VHS and it was like newish. So hold on. Oh, 96. Okay. So a little bit. Yeah. So it came out in 96. All right. So here we go. We open on a creepy old house that I love. Uh, so you can see it. It's like a big gothic mansion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very dark. And we are taking a POV through the mansion. And mm-hmm. we see like a rat crawling through a hole in the floor. And then we see E.T.'s mom slash Patricia running terrified through the house. And she's like screaming. And there's this entity chasing her. That like comes out of the wall as if it's like pushing through a blanket. Yeah. So it would be like if, yes, you can kind of see that. Like it would be as if Eric came behind this. I mean, I like know the face thing. That's the cover. Yes. So basically it's that, but it's like doing that through a rug, doing that through a painting, doing that through a wall. And it's like chasing her through the house. Ah! Remember those things? Did you have those? It was like a bunch of yes, needles. Yes, the little you pins. Like put your, yeah. Yes. I love That was very of things. this time period. I wonder oh. if that's, I wonder if that inspired this movie. I mean, I they, love or those they ins- things. I fucking, and I would like put my side, my face, face in it. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand the point of it, but I loved it so much. Like, why? Why were we doing that? Know. And now. Now in the time of COVID, the idea of doing that is like the grossest thing I can possibly think of. Like just different kids putting their face into a bunch of needles and being like, this is my face. Now you try. And it's just (laughs) all of our germs all over it. Okay. So she's running. uh, Patricia E.T.'s mom is running through the house. Now an old lady who we learn is Patricia's mother, like sits bolt upright in bed. And she's like, sins of the flesh will be punished. And she's running through and and suddenly E.T.'s mom is like picked up by the entity, but she's like picked up by the carpet because it's Mm -hmm, like, the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the carpet is the entity and uh, the her mom comes out and she has a shotgun. And so the mom like shoots the rug entity that's like strangling her daughter Patricia. Yeah. Go for it. And then we see the Frighteners. So now, uh, camera on a funeral procession through a lovely, lovely little town, like a little, a little seaside town that just looks very quaint, possibly in New England. Um, I'm just here for it. So funeral procession. And then we cut to a computer screen where we see like the Gazette for whatever the town is, Fairweather, I think it's called. So-and-so dead at 37. And it's a guy reporter at the computer and his boss, who's a woman named something or other Reese Jones. She kind of reminds me of Rose's or from Rose from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. The boss. The boss. Oh, my God. I love yeah. her. Yeah. Except she's like not as nice and British. But like that's the vibe of her. Okay. Okay. So uh, British Rose is reading over the shoulder of the reporter guy that's writing this story. And uh, she's kind of like reading what he's written. And it appears that over the last four years, 30 people have died from mysterious circumstances. 
That's a lot of people for three years. A lot of people for, and, and like a small town, like this is a very small town. And the weird thing is, is that all of the 30 people were like super fit, super healthy, but they all died of very weird, sudden and strong heart attacks. And, uh, many, and in the article, he's like, many are saying that the shadow of death has descended upon the town. And, uh, the article is also talking about like our town has been associated with death for a long time because back in 1964, there was the mental hospital massacre. Oh no. Uh, Yeah. That was brought about by, uh, John Bartlett, John Bartlett, who is played by none other than true life. Crazy pants, Jake Busey. One of the lots of, lots of teeth. Lots of crazy eyes. You can see it. I know Gary. Yeah, Jake is his son. Equally insane. Jake is his son. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They look exactly the same. Just like a generation apart. Okay. So we're learning that there was this big murder or this big massacre, blah, blah, blah. And But Miss Reese Jones is like not here for it because she's just like, this is the part of the story that's always printed. Like, I want something new. I want a different angle on this. So she's like, get out there and like, talk to the people, like talk to the people that are affected by these deaths. And as she's saying this, we see that there is a funeral happening right now of this so-and-so person. Okay. So now we cut to someone walking up to the funeral gathering and the reporter that we were just talking with is there taking pictures and things like that. And we see that the person walking up to the funeral and it's like raining and everything is MJ Fox. And he's in this big trench coat and he starts kind of like walking up to the people at the funeral and like kind of whispering to them. And then we see him hand one of the funeral goers a card that says, Frank Bannister, psychic something or other, psychic <laughs> investigator, psychic oh, investigator. Okay, and oh, the MJ. and some yeah, and some other dude at the funeral is like, "Get out of here! You're not wanted here." So sure. like people like fucking know Frank Bannister. The reporter takes a pic of him. Erica um, just told me, she just texted me today. She's like, there's this show on Hulu that I feel like you'd like. It's called Psychic Kids. And I guess it's like kids who are psychic and they like teach them something like how to like connect to dark spirits and get rid of them or something like that. I don't know. Uh, That sounds like the makings of a full-blown nightmare. (laughs) Just a whole bunch of actual creepy crap bad kids. I mean, yeah. I haven't investigated any further. That's literally all I know. She was like, just holy shit. That sounds like a recipe for demonic possession for sure. Mm -hmm. That's well, obviously we're watching. We got to check it out. Oh, side note, other show have to start watching. If you don't have HBO fucking get it. Lovecraft country is beautiful and everything I wanted it to be. That's all I'm going to say. I haven't started it yet. It's great. Uh, you're not behind. There was only one episode. I know. I'm like, I okay. might wait and just binge them all anyway. So Binge all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it was a bummer, actually, because it's been a while since I've been starting a show right when it comes out. Right. And so, like, we watched the first one, and I was like, let's watch another one. Yeah. Eric was like, there isn't one. Yeah. I was like, well, this was a terrible idea. Exactly. Um, okay. So MJ is, like, shooed away, and he gets back in his car. He's leaving the cemetery. He's in the little yellow car that I posted for our clue. And he's, like, the worst driver ever like all of the roads are really wine 100 worse than me <laughs> which is shocking i mean truly i he so he's like all of the roads are really windy because again like it's a small sea shanty town so it's like you know all these roads were probably built in what i don't know the 1700s or something i'm just guessing but he'll like take a shortcut and like drive through something to like get to the other part of the road he needs to go to. <laughs> what? Like he he's a menace to society on the road. He has a problem. He's swerving everywhere. Oh, Terrible no. driver. And at one point, like he has all of his business cards on the passenger seat uh-huh. and they like fall. So he like bends down completely <laughs> to get them. No. And like swerves into the Michael. other lane. And then there's, like, a semi-truck coming at him. So he's, like, and, like, turns it around and just, like, plows into someone's white picket fence, like, into their yard. Michael! What are you doing, bud? Yeah. Like, he definitely should not have a driver's license at all. And this is coming from someone who also shouldn't have a driver's (laughs) license. Same. Uh, Yeah. We've actually, Kim, you know what? I've gotten to be a lot better driver. When was the last time you were in the car with me? It's been a little, you know what? It's been a while. I mean, I think you're better than college. (laughs) Right. I mean, in college, I'd only been driving for like four minutes anyway. And yeah, I've I've improved. In the car with you during multiple back accidents, like running into the back of people. Yeah, I was, um. I was, I was no stranger to the Fendor Bendor, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) i was no stranger (laughs) um okay so awful driver drives through someone's white picket fence and all of a sudden this chad guy you he's a real chad Mm -hmm. comes out of the house he's a real 90s chad his name is ray so he'll either be referred to as chad ray or chad ray which i was like i think i'm gonna go with chad ray He comes out and he's losing his mind over his white picket fence and his garden gnomes. He's very upset. And so he's like, I'm going to sue you. And MJ has zero to little regard for this. Like, he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And like backs out and is just like, can't catch me. Goodbye. (laughs) I was just like, sir, like. Again, as someone who is an expert in car accidents, <laughs> you need to provide your information to them after you are at fault for hitting all of their things. I know all too well. Um, okay. So destroys all his garden gnomes. Now we cut to our Andy McDowell type. Her name is Lucy. Lucy Andy um, was what I referred to. I actually truly did not know her name until the end. Um She's pulling up to the old house from the very beginning. Okay. And the old woman who shot the carpet ghost with a shotgun 
comes out and is like, get out of here. This is private property. And Andy is like, no, 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 I'm your, I'm your doctor. And the woman is like, no, you're not. And she's like, I, I know your doctor, my boss, Mr. So-and-so, Dr. So-and-so is at a funeral right now. So I'm seeing his patients. You called. I'm here. Okay. So uh, cut to Andy inside of the house and she's bandaging up E.T.'s mom's wrist. Uh, Patricia's wrist so basically when that ghost entity was chasing her through the house in the beginning she cut her wrist on like a like dishes that broke or whatever Mm -hmm. so she's there bandaging it up and then Andy's like okay we need to go to the hospital now like need some stitches but it should be fine and the mother's like no she's like well I I mean she needs like I can't just put a band-aid on this and she's like, Patricia does not leave the house. And um, okay. so uh, the old woman tells Patricia, E.T.'s mom, to go to her room. And the. And how old is E.T.'s mom? 40. Oh. Like, okay. Like, like old. Like, she, not old, but I mean, like, she's not a child. She's a grown person. Yeah. She's a grown person. Okay. Yes. And so Andy, like, follows Patricia out who's just like going to my room now I'm 40 and she kind of like brushes her hair aside and sees that she's got like bruises on her neck and so Andy is like who did this to you and before Patricia E.T.'s mom can answer old lady mom like shoes Andy out and is like get out of here and so right before old lady mom shuts the door she's like Patricia doesn't leave the house. She can't be trusted. Um, And she's like, I could have her locked up anytime I want. Uh, They said that she was an accessory after the fact, but I know the truth. It was cold-blooded murder. Slams the door. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, no. And Andy's just like, cool? And so what do I? We're believed to think that she's inferring that 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 et's mom committed cold blood murder yes yes but like the 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 demeanor of patricia's mom of of et's mom like does not suggest that she would be capable of anything even resembling that like Mm -hmm. she is a broken broken child woman for sure okay who's clearly abused in multiple ways Mm -hmm. uh so now we cut to a black and white newscast so we're getting some exposition of the mass murder at a mental hospital and a shit ton uh this so this is a reporter saying this as we're watching the news footage and it's like a shit ton of patients people visiting orderlies, doctors, totally indiscriminate, were all murdered uh, by an orderly named John Charles Bartlett. And at this point, we see, like, a freeze frame of Jake Busey's creepy face, just like, like, (laughs) go to (laughs) join our Patreon to see that super awesome face (laughs) I just made. (laughs) It was spot on. Um, And, uh, 
the in the in, in the newscast they're like even the hospital chapel was shot up like it was just indiscriminate right. and the motive is a mystery uh all we hear is Jake Busey being uh, like carried away and he's like I got me a score of 12 that's one more than Starkweather and then the reporter is like he's referring to Starkweather who killed 11 people in Nebraska six years earlier on a killing spree Mm -hmm. and then we hear the newscaster say 15 year old Patricia Ann Bradley daughter of hospital administrator was implicated in the killings she was very much in love with John Bartlett so it shows (gasps) So it shows 15-year-old little E.T.'s mom being led away. But again, she just looks like she's just like, what is happening? Like, she just looks terrified. 15. I mean, we were all 15 and falling in love with someone we shouldn't have. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I mean, just still are. Yeah, it's just, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. Who didn't fall in love with a mass murderer at 15? Still am. (laughs) so now we cut to Andy in bed and we realized that she was watching a VHS all about the massacre so it was basically like a documentary about what happened Mm -hmm. and she pauses it and we hear her say oh my god that's that's her that's that's the girl that I saw today and then we see Chad pop up the garden gnome guy and he's like doing his rowing machine and we realize that Chad is Andy's fiance, boyfriend, husband, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And and he's a total Chad, even to her as well. He's like, oh, great. We've been in town three months, and you're already making friends with the Manson family. Chad, 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 Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Beautiful picture. Yep. And so she keeps watching, and we see that John Bartlett, Jake Busey, was uh, electric chaired. Okay. So he was put to death uh, and went out screaming about his score, about his murder score. Yeah. So the reporter goes on to say that Patricia, she's now, the reporter is now standing outside of that creepy house we were just at. And something along the lines of like, Patricia was, there wasn't sufficient evidence to convict her. So she was, like, in jail but then got out, and now she's, like, living as a recluse in the family home. So, like, they tried to convict her for murder but, like, didn't have evidence, so she didn't stay in jail. But now she, like, is under house arrest by her mom, basically, which we learned and has been so since 1964 when this happened. Mm -hmm. So now Chad turns it off. And he's like, they should have fried her too, Chad, Chad, Chad. And Andy, <laughs> and Andy, Andy is like, she was 15. Like she was a 15 year old girl. And she's like, she just fell in love with the wrong guy. Could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. See? Andy knows. Yeah. We've Andy all knows. Been there. We've all fallen in love with either a Chad or Chad, a Matt Chad, Chad, Chad. Chad, Chad, Chad. So Chad says, he's like, I don't want you going back there. She goes to protest being like, no, I need to. And he just goes, shh, and puts his finger up to shush her. Fuck you. And she chads. She just is like, okay. So 
then he gets on the bed and he like starts kissing her and he's like trying to you know mm-hmm. chat it up with her and uh as he like gets into bed he sees uh one of MJ Frank Bannister's business cards like tucked into the sheets of the bed and he's like he gave me one of these when he came today but like I ripped it up did he come back and Andy is like did who come back because she wasn't there and then all of a sudden the lights start flashing (laughs) the doors start banging everything's flying around the room a sheet is like thrown over Chad and the bed is lifted off the ground with Andy (laughs) on it oh shit and they're freaking out and there's like a little raggedy Ann doll that she has that's just like wow and like grabbing her and just like so and chad like beats it with a pillow question number one kim what what do you do and what does andy slash lucy do um get the fuck out of the house divorce my chad and move Ooh, away love it okay is what i do great um andy uh when you say what does she do like in the middle of stuff flying or things have toned down what do they do next in the, in in the middle of stuff flying in the around of stuff flying mm-hmm. um Um, I'm just going to say run out of the house as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know them well, but let's, let's find out. One point for you, uh, run out of the house and divorce Chad. Actually, no joke. If you were to just remove yourself from the situation and end the movie, you would in fact stay alive <laughs> from this point. Yes. Nice. So nice job. Touching. What she does is she calls Frank Bannister, the psychic investigator, on this mystery business card that she just happened to find in her bed. There does seem to be psychical things happening. There are psychical things happening. So cut to both of them in the kitchen, and the lights are still flashing, and the dishes are, like, flying around (laughs) Chad, just like... And he's just like, how don't call that just, guy. How? What? Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, how are you still in this house? I, they're <laughs> just, I mean, chat, well, Chad is like, we should just call the police. And I'm like, what? Okay. Wh- sure. What department I mean, of the police? I, I, honestly, call everyone at this point. Call, call all the departments. I guess. Call I the mean, fire. Call the ambulance. Call the. Yeah, but I'm like. <laughs> Uh, the all of that but yeah i'm like with you i'm like why are we standing in the center of a dish tornado like just get out of the house do that yeah, though, at least first. leave the tornado step one yeah so he's just like let's call the police and uh chad is like i don't like that guy and i'm sure there's a rational explanation and andy's oh. like we have a poltergeist so she's clearly seen poltergeist. Right. And at that moment, Chad is like knocked out by a dish. 
Of course, because you didn't get out of the tornado. What do you expect? Yes. Survival tip number whatever the fuck. When you're in the middle of a dish tornado, leave it. Get Get out out. of it. Get out of dish tornadoes. So now we damn fault, Chad. 100%. So now we cut to MJ and he's answering the phone call saying, I'm on my way. So now we cut to him running over the gnomes again. He's been here before. Sure. And he comes in. The dishes are all over the floor, but like it doesn't appear to be like currently a tornado. Right. Everything's calmed down. And he's asking questions like, did this happen? Like, did your toilet start banging up and down? And she's like, no. And he's like, did your you know, mirrors break. And she's like, no. And he's like, weird. And then he's like, did the bed levitate? And she's like, yes, yes. That is a thing that happened. And so he's like, this is not good. He's like, this is one of the worst cases I've seen. He's like, this is what we call spontaneous recurrent psychokinesis. And Chad is just over at the table with like ice on his head. And he's just like this fucking guy. Mm. And I'm like, you, you, the fucking guy. (laughs) And he's like, just shut up, Frank, MJ. How much is it going to cost? And MJ is like, it's going to be 250 but I can give you a six-month guarantee. And But there are surcharges and fees. Like, you called after midnight, gas for my car to get here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'll do it for 450 And Chad is like, grumble, grumble. And he's like, or we could just call it even about the fence. And Chad is like, oh, fine. So at this point, MJ pulls out some giant toaster looking thing. Like it's just like a big (laughs) machine that kind of looks like a toaster. And he puts on like pink, like dish gloves and then whips out a gun. Okay. And they're like, sir, what is happening? And he's like, it's holy water. And he just starts, like, squirting everything with holy water. <laughs> Honestly, and I-, I need that in my survival life. I actually think it's pretty smart. Like, the very quick distribution of holy water. Yeah. Pew, pew. You know? Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. So maybe we should get, oh, my God, we should get some holy water water guns that say KK Sam on them. Yes. <laughs> Merch idea. Okay. So where was I? So as he's doing this, the toaster is like whirring, like just being like, like working. It's doing something. And Andy is like, why us? And MJ is like, well, like the spirits are normally confined to the cemetery, but sometimes they escape. It's usually the younger ones, the young, like the ones that are more recently dead because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh huh. And then the toaster is like, whir, 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 ding. And like this little baggie comes out. And MJ is like, okay. He's like, this is a little baggie of ectoplasmic emanations that have been like, like condensed into this little bag. style? Ectoplasm? Yes. Straight up. Yes. Straight up. Okay. And MJ is like, do you want a souvenir? No. And Andy's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. 
And so he just puts it in the garbage disposal. And he's like, they don't feel anything. Okay. And Chad is just like, okay, asshole. Just get out of here. Thank you for your toaster seance or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Goodbye. And shoes him out. And then Michael stares at Chad. And he's like, what's with the number? And we see Chad has a 37 carved into his head. And Andy and Chad are both like, what are you talking about? They can't see it. (gasps) Oh, no. So MJ is shooed out, and they shut the door. And as he leaves, Andy walks by Chad, and she's just like, why do you have to alienate everybody? And then Chad goes after her, and we see entity coming out of the wall, like watching them. Okay. I don't think your toaster worked, MJ. It didn't appear to work. I don't know what you put in that garbage disposal, but it wasn't ectoplasm because I just saw a ghost. I feel like I'm all for watching Michael J. Fox as a psychic. Kim, he's fucking delightful. I just am all, I'm just here for it. It really shone a light on like, why Michael J. Fox was so famous because you're completely right. He's just, you just want him on screen all the time. Yeah. I just, I just always want him on screen. Very charismatic. So now we cut to MJ driving up to an old, well, it's not old, an undone house. Basically it's, it's literally like the bones of a house and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like to keep rain out occasionally There's just tarps over it. Like, that's how undone the house is, Mm -hmm. okay? And he pulls up to it to turn the power on. He literally has to, like, like flip a giant switch that, like, should only be reserved for electrical professionals. But, like, (laughs) that's how he has to, like, turn on the electricity to his house. And then this spirit comes out of his trunk, And it's just like, we're home. And it's this like really nerdy kind of spirit. (laughs) And then a 70s spirit comes out played by Chi McBride. Okay. And MJ like knows that they're there. Like he's just like, all right, come on, guys. So he just like lives with some ghosts. He just lives with some ghosts. He just lives with some ghosts. It's like my 80s ghost boyfriend. 100%. He's got he's got ghost friends that hang out with him in his bones house. And uh, they're both both of the spirits are complaining. And uh, Chi McBride is like, I fucking hate that trunk. Like, why can't we ride like in the seats with you? And MJ is like, because you get ectoplasm all over everything. So you have to stay in the trunk. And Stu is just like, rah, rah, rah. So they both like work for MJ, but we don't know how yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, I bet yep. I know. I bet so M- they did the stuff. And you then got he it. comes in and saves the day and gets money for it. You got it. Uh, so, Stuart, 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 Stuart. I want some ghost St- friends. It would be really great because they could just hang out in my apartment right now. Because I don't think 
like I think they're immune to coronavirus. Like human actually. friends can't come over, so my ghost friends could just hang out with me. Yeah, and they seem really fun, especially Chi McBride. He seems like a good time. I don't know who that is. Uh, you he's one of those actors that's in everything you've ever seen in your entire life, but like like you would recognize him for sure. Um, but MJ is like mad at them. And he's like, what the fuck were you guys doing over there? Like, you didn't even bang the toilet seat. And Chi McBride is like, we strained our backs with that levitating bed shit. Like, we couldn't do the other stuff. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And then MJ goes, and who's the fucking idiot that put a number on Chad's head? He's like, that wasn't funny. And then storms off. Um, I love the idea of ghosts straining their backs. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So actually, okay. So this is a good time to like give you some suspension of disbelief. Here's the world we're in. Ghosts are sort of solid and sort of not. Like their solidness is based on like how good they are at like making themselves solid to interact with the world or whatever. So like just kind of ghost the movie. Yes, exactly. We need to like learn to push the penny. Yes, that's exactly, exactly what it is. So, uh, this was the only thing where I was like, this definitely came out in 1996 because Chi McBride is obviously black. And like the movie was like, hey, we have to do everything we can to just make sure that everyone knows this character is black. And it was just a little, a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so like at one point he's like talking about how he needs to fight for his rights. And so he's like, I'm going to get a bunch of other black ghosts to march with me and we're going to start the African-American Apparition Coalition, the AAACP or whatever. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it was just like a lot of his jokes, especially in the beginning, were like, this is the joke because I'm the black guy. Mm -hmm. So it was just interesting to watch that in today's time because I was just like, wow, this is not, this isn't what we're doing anymore. And I'm glad about it. So, yeah. So... We see the house doesn't have a roof and we see time passes and the sun comes up in the house. And uh, so it's morning now. There's a ghost dog. It's like a bloodhound ghost. <gasps> oh, my God. I need a ghost so dog cute. right now. I'm invoking the spirits for a ghost dog. Please right now. Oh, my God. And he was so big and floppy. Yes. This is the exact kind of ghost dog I want. So sweet. Big and, and floppy, and then he won't get his hair on me because he's a ghost no, dog. No, because he's a ghost dog. give me lots of kisses, and then we'll just snuggle and laugh all the time. Yeah. So many snuggles with ghost dog. Oh, my and God. I'm so angry about how much I want a ghost dog right now. Just really sweet. And he's, like, chewing on, like, a ghost bone. So he's like... <laughs> And um, while this is happening, MJ is, like, eating cereal. Stuart is, like, making their case for, like, better payment and rights and stuff. And she is, like, I want different clothes. And MJ is, like, I don't know what to tell you about your clothes. You died in the 70s. Like, I don't know where to buy ghost clothes. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, then we hear gunshots. And another ghost comes in. 
shooting up the place like this. Pew, 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 like Yosemite Sam Uh kind of situation. And we see that he's shooting at the ghost dog. No. He's okay. When they shoot each other, they're sort of like, ah, you shot me. But then, like, things come back together. But we realize that he's mad at the dog because the bone that the dog is chewing is, is, is Yosemite Sam ghost jaw bone. Okay. So he's like, you took he's my like, face. Give me my jaw back. Give, give me, yeah. Give me my, my, my face bone back. You don't back. need to shoot him. We learn that this ghost is uh, called the judge. His name is the judge. But he is not looking great. Like, first of all, his, his jawbone is detachable very easily by a dog. And in addition, he has nothing on, like, no torso. It's just sort of arms and, like, just, we just see his, his spine. Oh. There, okay. Yeah, like, it's just, you know, no waist kind of thing. Okay. He's not looking great. And so now we cut to, uh, so Michael J. Fox why is that his entire name right then is able to put the jawbone back on so he is able to sort of like corporally be in both worlds kind of thing sort of but not all the time like ghost is a perfect example where it's like it requires concentration and things like that to interact so he puts the judge's jawbone back on and uh the judge is like i really want to fucking retire and MJ is like, you can't retire. I'll go out of business. And he's like, my joints are turning to powder and the dog is running away with my face. Like, can I please just go lay in my Rest little grave? In peace. Yes. He's like, I have a nice little grave. I would just like to go there, please. And MJ is like, no, I need to make money. I need to finish this house. And the judge is like, you're never going to finish this house. And MJ walks away all mad. And then we we hear the judge say to himself, too many skeletons in the closet. We're like, ooh. Okay. So now we cut to G. McBride and Stu standing outside of a mansion, but like a brand new, very nice, posh, wealthy people mansion. And they're talking about, they're like, all right, we're going to be professional and we're not going to stop haunting until the screaming starts. So now we cut to the inside of the mansion. And it's three toddlers. Not even toddlers. Like one of them is like in a bouncy swing. So like baby babies. A maid and the mom of the three toddlers. And uh, they're all just like bouncing around. And the mother comes in and she's like, oh, maid, do this. And then we see that the bouncy baby in the, in the bouncy thing is, like, looking at something uh-huh. and smiling. And then we see that she and Stu are talking to the baby and put something in the baby's hand. Now we cut to the maid who turns around and screams because all she sees is three babies laughing and floating through the air. Ah! Just being like, <laughs> And so the maid is like, fuck and so the mom comes in to be like what's wrong and all of her babies like fly at her and knock her down and she's like what the fuck and like looks and one of the babies is like holding frank banister psychic investigator here's the phone number card in their hand (laughs) Uh, 
I mean, they've got a nice little strategy here. Like hilarious. (laughs) Their business model, their business model works, kinda. So cut to MJ getting a call, like we saw before. Cut to MJ showing up to the house and he's saying the exact same spiel. Oh, this is the worst case I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. But we see the ghost sitting on the couch going, it's no use. Frank, Frank, it's no use. But he keeps going. And then he turns to the mom and she just holds up a newspaper in front of his face. And she's like, I'm very sorry I called you. And we see that the headline says something along the lines of local fraud is hanging out at funerals and taking advantage of people. And it's like a picture of Uh MJ. Now, that being said, listen, fraud or not, your baby's floated at you. Yeah. Something is awry that I don't know how that would be faked. Right. So that was a little suspicious to me because I'm like, but how do you explain your baby's floating at you? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. if he's a fraud, what's happening in your house is, is terrifying. Real. Yeah, exactly. And like, I wouldn't, my first assumption, I wouldn't immediately jump to like, well, this guy has ghost friends that he's running a whole scam deal with. Right. Yeah. We had to do a lot of mental leapfrogging to sort of get to this, but here we are. So now, so she kicks him out. Now we cut to MJ at the newspaper talking to, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead British boss, Margot Reese Jones. And she's basically like, no, I'm not retracting it. You're taking advantage of people who've just had people die. Fuck off. And he's like, but it's my business. And she's like, I don't care. Get out of here. So she kicks him out of his office and he's like, fuck, what am I going to do? As he like leaves the office, he bumps into this like biker dude who's like, hey, watch it. And he like looks at the biker dude's t-shirt and it's like a cartoon of like the Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. he just kind of like looks at it and gets scared and like turns around to like cross the street and gets hit by a car. Uh, MJ does? Yeah. Good God, man. Luckily, it wasn't. Yeah, he's not great with cars in general. Now, luckily, it was a funeral procession. So like the cars were all going very slowly. So he was able to just kind of like roll across (laughs) the hood of it. Okay. But then he gets up. And he looks, and it's Andy in the front seat with a, like, morning <gasps> clothes. Chad's funeral? Oh, shit. Per, per chance. And so MJ is, like, looking, and he's like, what the fuck? And then he's knocked over by Chad Ray's ghost. Oh, shit. So Chad Ray is running down the road, and he's like, Frank, you have to help me. And he's like, and MJ is like, dude, why didn't you take the beam of light? And he's like, because I'm not supposed to be here. I'm only 29 years old. And MJ is like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, I can't help you. And he's like, I was just minding my own business. And all of a sudden, I felt this, like, vice-like grip on my heart. And now I'm a fucking ghost. And so he's like, you got to help me. You got to tell me what's going on. And then he kind of, like, falls through a wall. Because, again, like, he can't. Right. He's not he's quite like sure. Like, when baby he's, ghost. Yeah. Baby ghost. Um, and so he's like, what's going on with me? And MJ is like, you're a temporary earthbound emanation, which is basically a rotting cloud of ectoplasm 
toxoplasm dripping from every orifice. And all of the ghosts in this all have like, literally it looks like they're just kind of like oozing at different Uh. points. Like they're not quite supposed to be here kind of thing. Right, right. So Chad starts crying and like walks through MJ, which appears to be uncomfortable. Like it's just like, I don't like that. And Chad is like, well, can you at least give me a ride to my funeral, my own funeral? So now we cut to the cemetery and there's just like ghosts everywhere, just like milling about. And MJ is like, whatever. But Chad is terrified because he's just like, there's ghosts. And MJ's like, you're a ghost. You're one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one of the ghosts is the general do you remember the movie Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. The general that screams at Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is basically in any movie we've ever seen. It's the yelling general. It's that guy. Yeah. Okay. And he's playing a general and yelling again. Uh-huh. And he really does not like MJ because basically he's like, I don't approve of you like using ghosts to make money. Like you're right, a scam right. artist. You're a scumbag. And, uh, again, we have some, when are we physical? When are we not? Because MJ goes to punch the general and punches through him. And then he turns around to punch him again. And now the general like has uh, a battering shield and like, and MJ can't go through it. And then he turns into having boxing gloves and punches MJ. So it's like. When are when can we go through us and when are we solid? We don't know. Right. And the general's like, I'm not one of your shitty little emanations. Like, don't fuck with me. And MJ's like, fuck you. And like walks off to the funeral. So now we're at Chad Ray's funeral. And Chad Ray's ghost is sobbing. And we hear the priest be like, in his life, some accused Chad Ray of being less than generous, but I'm sure that deep down he possessed a heart of gold. (laughs) And Chad Ray is just like, he's right. I did. And I'm like, the priest is just like, Chad, Chad, Chad. The Chad was real Chad. Yeah. Um, Andy is crying and uh, Chad like goes to try to like hug Andy, but he falls through her and so he falls into the grave and then the coffin is being lowered down so it (laughs) lowers like through him and he like does a push-up and is now face to face with his own body Ah! and he's just like ah exactly you you, yeah you got it and uh now he like is stuck in the grave because like now he can't figure out how to like be solid to crawl out (laughs) and so he's just like ghost life ghost life ghost life is tough yeah and so he's just like mj get me out of here but mj is distracted because the sheriff comes up to him and he's like i have some questions for you because if you can believe it other than his wife you were the last person to see chad ray alive And, uh, MJ is like, so what? Like he died of a heart attack. And the sheriff is like, well, we 
have to be like way more diligent with this death because the FBI is now involved because there's so many deaths that are all happening the same way. We're being scrutinized. And so uh, he's like, we're very suspicious because they open these people up who've died of a heart attack and like their arteries, they're, bo- they're clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. And um, MJ is just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, mind if I pay my respects? And the sheriff is like, oh, sure, 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 sure. So he walks away. MJ goes over and he's helping Chad out of the grave. But mm-hmm. what the sheriff sees is just MJ helping nothing out of nothing. Right, right, right. And the sheriff is just like, okay. Andy then comes up to MJ and she's crying. And she's like, are you here for me? And MJ is like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, that was stupid. I thought maybe you had a message from Chad Ray and MJ doesn't say anything. And she's like, that was stupid. That was stupid. And like, she goes away, but Chad Ray is like yelling at MJ being like, I do have a message. And so finally MJ is like, he says he loves you. And she's like, Oh, you know, really happy. Now we cut to MJ and Andy at a restaurant that is a medieval restaurant themed restaurant. It was so very specifically themed that I was like, why is this the choice for the movie that we're doing? Cause it really has nothing to do with anything, but there was some very ornate medieval costumery happening fun. at this restaurant. I mean, right up my alley. Yeah. I was totally into it. Just didn't quite see what it had to do with the movie. So Watch there be like some symbolism that somebody knows of like, well, the medieval costumery. They're sitting down. Andy asks if Ray is with them. And then we see that Ray is in fact with them. He's sitting in the third seat. And uh, he says that she looks great. So Michael is like relaying all this information to her. And he gives her flowers and he's like, those are from Chad Ray. And the waiter walks up and is like, drinks for anyone? And Chad Ray is like, order a bottle of red. We always drink red. And Andy says, I'll have a glass of white. I'm, I've never really been fond of red. Oh. <laughs> Snappies. And um, so cut to later, still eating a medieval dinner. And we learn that MJ used to be an architect, actually. And she's like, you must have a dream home. And he, like, changes the subject. Mm. And Chad Ray is, like, being really rude. Like, just being like, who wants to hear this story? And I'm like, oh, my God. Chad Ray, calm down. And she's like, uh, Andy is like, so why can't I see Ray? Like, why can you see ghosts and I can't? And MJ is like, there was an accident and now I can see things. And she's oh. like... Yeah. And she's like, what happened? And MJ doesn't want to talk about it. So he's like, he's like, uh, why don't you ask Ray a question? Like, that's why we're here. And Andy is like, I do have a question. And and he's like, you can just ask him. And she's like, I need to know where you invested that $16,000 that I saved. And we hear Ray say, oh, shit. I lost it in a bad investment. But don't tell her that. Don't tell her that. And MJ just goes, he lost it in a bad investment. And he's like, you asshole. <laughs> and so Andy, like, looks really, really upset. 
And she's just like, it figures we haven't been honest with each other for a long time. And she's like, it wasn't what you'd call a good marriage. You think? And at that point, Ray straight up calls her a bitch to her face. Fuck like, you. he's just such a fucking Chad. Chad. Like, it's ridiculous. So then MJ kind of, like, reaches across the table and, like, holds her hand. But just in, like, a you're yeah, crying like, kind of way. And at this point, Ray gets super pissed. And because he, he's, like, concentrated pissed, he's able to knock a glass over and it spills everywhere. So... Uh, he's able to spill the wine and then he runs off into ghost land, wherever that is. Mm -hmm. Like just being like, I'm Chad and runs away. (laughs) So MJ goes to the bathroom because he has wine spilled all over him. Luckily it wasn't red. Uh, and there's another guy in the bathroom, like just an old middle-aged guy who's like, food's good, huh? And the guy turns to MJ and MJ sees that this guy is a 38. Oh no, you're going to die. And MJ is just like, um, and so he sees an entity come through the wall and then it goes away. So now MJ is in the bathroom trying to find this weird entity. And the guy is just like washing his hands. Like (laughs) I gotta get out of here. And, um, he's like watching MJ. And then all of a sudden the Grim Reaper comes out of the mirror and we see it reach into the dude's chest, grab it, and the guy falls down dead and the thing goes back into the mirror. And MJ is like, fuck. So it like looks like what we think of the Grim Reaper as looking like. Okay. And then we see a white tunnel of light come down from the ceiling and it's shining bright on our dead guy and the dead guy's spirit gets up out of his body and just floats up into the light goodbye Bye, looks Jay. very happy and peaceful but now we cut to mj running out of the restaurant looking around and then he looks up at the top of the roof of another building and we see the grim reaper on the roof oh, shit. and the grim reaper is able to like leap and jump and fly kind of reminded me of the Krampus a little bit the way it moves I think Uh. and or at least it reminds me of the Krampus the way you described it I (laughs) how I pictured it but it can kind of just like fly and bound and leap and stuff okay? okay and he starts running after it so now we cut to the police station and our sheriff friend is uh talking about the new death at the hospital we have yet another fucking death at the hospital and another cop whispers to him and is like, we have an eyewitness that says right after the body was discovered, MJ was seen running out of the restaurant. That's all I'm saying. And so the sheriff is like, oh, no. Ugh, bring him in, I guess. Oh, no. At that point, Andy is ushered in and her doctor boss is behind her. And the sheriff is like, doctor. We don't need you right now. And he's like, she's my employee. Now, I don't know why the doctor is whatever, but he's like, uh, she's a material witness. We need to speak with her because obviously she was at the restaurant when this happened. Yeah. Okay. So now the sheriff goes into the office where Andy is and another cop. Oh, I already said that. Okay. Goes into the office where Andy is to question her. So now we cut to 
MJ in the car, and all three of the ghosts are in the car with him now. So we have Chi, Stu, and the judge. And he's driving like a fucking crazy bat out of hell through the neighborhood, chasing this grim reaper that's like jumping from building to building. Now, this is where his shitty driving really comes in handy because he just is used to not observing the laws of the road. Right. I mean, Um, maybe he's always chasing something. We don't know. Could be. So chasing it through the downtown um then it his car skids and he kind of like almost goes over a hill and his car like can't drive anymore and he sees the grim reaper get away and he's like fuck so now we cut back to the sheriff questioning andy and she's like i told you i was eating dinner with my dead husband and mj and they're like what ma'am then we see some weird little rat man with greasy hair and he's just comes in and he's just like i'm here <laughs> and the sh- and the sheriff is like come on in but he like looks scared of andy and like won't come in and sit down and so the sheriff is like andy this is milton dammers he's a special agent from the fbi and He's, like, asking questions of Andy, but he won't look at her. He won't make direct eye contact. And he's like, did he do this? How much salt did he use at dinner? And Andy yells, and she's like, what the fuck? She's like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? And Milton freaks out and is like, And he, like, starts gagging. (laughs) And she's like, what is happening? So the sheriff, like, follows him out, and he's like, I can't stand a woman, a woman yelling. Oh, no. Okay. So he like has a gag reflex of a woman yells. Great. And the sheriff couldn't handle being around us. Right. Yeah. The sheriff kind of tries to like comfort him. And Milton is like, you're in my territorial bubble. He's just constantly throwing up around us. (laughs) Yeah. He's just, yeah, just constantly barfing. (laughs) Blore forever. And then so, we keep yelling and then he keeps barfing and it's just a circle jerk of laugh, barf, bar, of or yell, laugh, barfing. barf and yelling. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. So the sheriff goes back in to talk to Andy and he's like, you're still grieving. That's why you thought you were having dinner with your dead husband. Shh, you don't know me. Shut up. Yeah. And he's like, I just I I hope MJ isn't taking advantage of your grieving state. Right. Which, reasonable. Like, I understand. And Andy is like, you're all very close-minded. And at that point, Milton, like, pokes his head back in and he's like, I object (laughs) to being called (laughs) close-minded. And the sheriff explains, he's like, his specialty, Milton's special little specialty, is that he is a specialist (laughs) in paranormal psychology. Oh. And he spent a lot of time in undercover as uh, spent a lot of time undercover in sex cults or whatever. Oh, okay. So he's, he appears to be a bit traumatized. So the sheriff tries to get him to come in. Psychologist, but he was in sex cults. That's that's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. I'm going to be a paranormal psychologist. Should that be my new job? Hey, Ooh, I love that. That can be our side hustle. 
paranormal psychologist. I, mean, I don't know what we do, but sounds cool. We can go talk to those psychic kids. Be yeah, like, we can. What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids. What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> so Milton is like, let me tell you about MJ. I've been studying this motherfucker since 1990. And so he tells the story. He's like, and he has a lot of disdain for MJ, clearly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was an architect and he was overseeing the construction of his new home. And the contractor that was there confirmed this series of events. The contractor confirmed that MJ had been drinking all day. And he saw MJ and his wife get into an argument because MJ put in a basketball court where he had promised his wife she could have a garden. Okay. And so they're yelling and the contractor sees the couple get into the car and drive off. Oh no. And we know what kind of driver MJ is. So in his car, this is what Milton is saying. MJ kept a toolbox with an exacto knife in it that had the initials FB on it for Frank Bannister. He had just purchased seven new blades that morning. Okay. I was like, why would he have FB carved into his thing when his initials (laughs) are MJ? Or MJ, yeah. (laughs) That's where our names get a little dicey. Right. I got you. He starts saying a bunch of numbers. Oh, then he kind of goes into this like kooky place where he's like, seven blades, third of January, 3 p.m. And the sheriff is like, Milton, Milton, buddy, come on back to us. And he's like, right, right, right. And so he says, MJ admitted that they were arguing and that the moment and that um, at that moment, the car doesn't make it around a curve. And goes off a cliff. Oh, shit. She died. MJ oh, didn't. Oh, shit. And MJ was found hours later wandering through the <sighs> woods with no recollection of what happened. Oh, man. But then Milton says, but the knife was never found. And the number 13 was carved into his wife's forehead. Oh, shit. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. So now we cut to the ghosts arguing about what that Grim Reaper thing was with MJ. Right. They're like, what the fuck was that? And the judge, who's like the oldest one, is like, that's the soul collector. We've, you know, he's been collecting souls, whatever. So now they all look up and they see a giant beam of light beaming into a giant building that's a museum. And they're like, fuck, that's where it just was. Right. So they speed over to the museum. Also, just know that everything in the town is about a two-minute drive from everything else. Sure. Just everything is just two minutes in any direction. Small town. Yeah. I've never been. I don't know. I believe it. Uh, He's so really they knocking off people left and right here, man. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, we're at, what are we? 39? Nine? Yeah. And so they get to the museum, and here's what we see. 
crowd of people, someone doing CPR over someone's body, and then the spirit of that body watching CPR with a 39 on his forehead, and we see it's the reporter that wrote the article about MJ. And so they're like, oh, shit. And at that moment, Mrs. Reese Jones sees MJ and is like, you've come to take advantage of us again? And he, she turns to him and she has a 40 oh, in her shit! head. Oh, shit! Goddamn! At this point, the cops come in or maybe security comes in with guns drawn. I guess they're like pissed at MJ. I'm not quite sure, but like they have guns drawn. And the museum master is like, no, 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 don't shoot because it's a bunch of expensive shit around. Mm -hmm. And MJ sees the Grim Reaper like flying about. And he looks at Margot Reese Jones, who's just accused him of taking advantage. And he says, you're next. And Margot Reese Jones is like, he's threatening to kill me. He's threatening to kill me. And... Grim Reaper flying all around, but like nobody can see it but him and the ghosts. So the Grim Reaper is about to get Margot Reese Jones when the judge comes in, pew, 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 oh, Yosemite yeah. Sam, and pew, starts pew. firing. Pew, 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 at, pew. Yeah, yeah, starts firing his ghost guns at the Grim Reaper, yeah. which kind of makes the Grim Reaper flee away for a second. Oh, good, 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 good. And so the judge is like, I did it. And then we have some more 90s humor because the judge turns to the sarcophagus of like a pharaoh and he's like, now that's one beautiful woman and goes and knocks over the sarcophagus and then we just see his butt coming up and out. So he's boning the the mummy mummy? inside, I guess. Uh, You know. I don't know if that's consensual. Really elevated humor. So now, uh, so now here comes the Grim Reaper again. And now the Grim Reaper, Reaper is super pissed and has a scythe with him. One of those Grim Reaper stick things with right. the thing on the thing. Yeah. The judge pops out of the sarcophagus and says, I really like it when they lie still like that. And I was like, oh. so we're doing, okay, so we're doing rape jokes. Okay, cool. Great. So that's where we are. As this is all happening, like everything is just crazy in the museum because the ghosts are like also haunting things. Like the other two ghosts are like haunting things and they're like making skeletons move and stuff. And everyone's like, ah, and MJ is just like, there's a fucking Grim Reaper around. And so the Grim Reaper comes back. And after the judge has been boning a mummy unconsensually, uh, the Grim Reaper comes in and scythes the judge in half. And so the judge, oh shit! So that's how we learn that the side that the Grim Reaper carries like rekills ghosts. Yeah. So what happens to his ghost body? He like disappears, or his ghost body disappears? I mean, I'm assuming that it cuts through the ectoplasmic like thing that's not really supposed to be permanently on the Earth anyway, and just like sends it to the grave. So probably the judge was. Thank you. Great. Now I'm retired. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Or where does his so, soul go? 
I don't, I mean, he did just rape a mummy, so he may need some disciplinary action for a time, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. So MJ sees that the Grim Reaper has his eyes on Margot Reese Jones again. I was going to ask you this for a question, but I was like, there's no fucking way you would ever get this. So MJ looks at Margot Reese Jones, punches her in the face, <laughs> throws her over his shoulder, and runs out of the building. Sure. The other two ghosts help him out by getting the cops stuck in the revolving door, like <laughs> I did with Richard Dreyfus. Uh-huh. Um, and MJ drives off with Margot Reese Jones in the car, and the Grim Reaper is after them. Okay. So now we cut to MJ in the car with Margot Reese Jones, but obviously she's like, You're kidnapping me. Right, right, right. And the Grim Reaper is trying to get them. The scythe is literally like underneath MJ's throat. And he's like trying to drive. And we see that he's having flashbacks to that same curve when he drove off the road with his wife and the argument. So they then go flying off the same cliff. Oh, shit. The car rolls down. Uh, flips over on its roof. Margot Reese Jones crawls out of the car trying to get away from MJ. MJ is stuck inside of it. Margot Reese Jones is trying to climb back up the hill. MJ sees the Grim Reaper just pummel her back down to the ground, like just like tackles her and she goes flying and she's laying on the ground exactly where MJ's wife died. And we see... The Grim Reaper reaches his hand into her heart and kills her. MJ finally gets out of the car at this point and goes over and the beam of light uh, pulls Margot Reese Jones up. But as she's going up into heaven, we hear her being like, you killed me just like you killed your wife. <laughs> and MJ is like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't like this day. So... Now we cut to Milton in the sheriff's office. He thinks MJ is a cold-blooded killer. MJ then walks in to report himself. He's just like, yeah, I did it. They handcuff him. Doesn't put up a fight. Andy is still there, and she tries to defend him. And is like, he didn't do this. And MJ turns to her and is like, you don't even know me. He's like, you don't know what I'm capable of. That whole scene in the restaurant was bullshit, and I don't care about you or anyone. And mm. sh- he just lets the cops lead him off. Andy then leaves. So now we cut to Milton in MJ's, like they're questioning him in one of those places where you question people. And he's looking at a file, and he's claiming that there's a body count of 28 that he can trace back to MJ somehow. And the sheriff doesn't believe it. Like, he's just like, this guy didn't kill 28 people. Like, that's not a thing. And Also, how do they think he's killing them? If they all die of heart attack. Yeah. Okay. So Milton's going to get to that. But the sheriff is asking the same thing. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? And so Milton, like, holds up his fbi badge and he's like by the power of the president i order you to leave (laughs) and the sheriff is like okay dude 
see ya. And so now he's just in there with MJ. MJ's not fighting it. Milton starts going off and he starts saying, I once talked to a woman who apparently made a frog's heart stop with her mind. And MJ is like, I don't kill people. And Milton is like, but there's a part of you that does, isn't there? There's a part of you that's out of control and destructive. And MJ is like, no, there's a figure in a cape that reaches into people's chests and squeezes their heart. And Milton asks who it is. And MJ is like, it's death. And he's like, I can see spirits, but I don't know why. And Milton is like, I deal with your type every week. And he's like, it's your homicidal alter ego. And MJ is like, no, but you can tell that he's like, is, is, it? is it like, is it my homicidal alter ego? Like, I don't remember what happened to my wife. Why am I able to fucking see spirit? Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And so Milton is like, I've been tracking these deaths and they all started in 1990 with your wife. And, um, oh, and I wrote MJ is acting his ass off. Like he was doing a really turning in a really great performance because it's kind of a goofy movie mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit. But MJ was, he's fucking great. I mean, he's a delight. A fucking fucking national treasure. He really is. And he's like, Milton is like, you had a fight with Chad and now he's dead. Margot Reese Jones publishes a story about you. And now she and the reporter are dead. And he's like, I can't figure out what the toilet guy did to you, (laughs) but I will. MJ doesn't say anything like he's just quiet and then Milton is like you're doing it right now aren't you aren't you and he's like but I was prepared for this and he like rips his shirt open and he's like I'm wearing an iron breastplate (laughs) and like that's how he talks like he's just the most extra okay so now we cut to Andy pulling up to MJ's house the bones house and she lets herself in because there's no door and or it's I mean, it doesn't have a lock. And he's look and she's looking around at like what a shithole it is. And there's just like buckets everywhere to catch the water if it rains and just like flies. And it's just a shit show. And then she looks outside. And oh, Chad, Chad Ray is with her. Mm-hmm. Chad Ray is just following her around. And just calling MJ a loser and stuff. But, like, she can't hear it. And then Andy goes outside and she sees that the only finished part of the entire house is a beautiful garden. garden. Mm -hmm. And now the basketball hoop is still there, but there's just, like, vines growing up it. And Chad Ray, of course, looks at this scene and goes, ugh, such a shame perfectly good basketball court gone to pot i'm like you're so just chatting all over the place so then we hear a voicemail being left for mj on his machine those things (laughs) it is et's mom's mom saying my daughter is communing with the evil spirits you must come you must come now. Question two. What do you do? And what does Andy do? 
I think that she is going to go to the house and investigate further to find out what the fuck's going on. I don't feel the need to be part of any of this anymore. And I am going to get the fuck out. I'm going to sell my house, go be a doctor somewhere else. Goodbye. I don't need any of you people. Perfect answer, Ms. Burns. Thank you. Please just remove yourself from the situation. I don't even know you people. I don't even know you people. Even sweet little MJ, I'm like, bitch, you don't know him. Like, Mm-mm. he's right. Okay. That's a double ding for you. Really nice work. Double ding. Very, very proud of you. Thank you. It's why I married you. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Two years. Okay. Here's some cut. <sighs> so stupid. Okay. Cut. One of the anniversaries is like paper. I'm like, if my motherfucking husband gives me paper for an anniversary, I'm going to lose my shit. Or there's like cut, what? There's probably something cool with paper that you could give. Tell me. Tell me what it is. What is the cool paper thing? Um, A calendar that has like all ca- pictures of you. Um, guys together um I guess pictures in general um our paper okay um maybe, maybe he writes me creative a book creative and cute yeah like a, a beautiful book letter okay song I don't know like things that you do with paper or you know what? you've sold me you've sold me you've sold me just I want paper for my anniversary origami of cats folded up <gasps> Oh my god origami cats for my anniversary uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's okay. not what you're getting where fyi <laughs> rude okay here we go so we cut to andy walking up to et's mom's mom's house and she's hiding like andy is like hiding in the bushes right because obviously she wasn't the one that was called right right, right, right. yeah but she knows where to go yeah And she sees the old lady come out of the house and, like, take a bucket around the back. So she's like, okay, she left. Um, Chad is with her, like, still following. Andy runs in after she sees the mom leave. Chad Ray is behind her. And Chad Ray looks up at the house. And the whole fucking house is, like, convulsing and moving and shit. And so fucking Chad Ray is, like, no, thank no. you. I hate this. And by the way, Chad Ray is like really starting to look like shit. Like it looks like his ectoplasmic earthbound emanation is like falling apart a bit. Uh-huh. Because he's got like his skin is like kind of peeling off and stuff. So we cut to Andy sneaking in, going up the stairs. E.T.'s mom is like, you're here. And she grabs her real quick and, like, hides her in her room. And she's like, you have to hide in here because my mom's going to come back. And Andy is like, it's your mom hurting you, isn't it? And E.T.'s mom, like, can't answer. And then Andy is just, like, kind of in her room. And she sees that there's an urn on the table. And she, like, goes to, like, look at it to be like, whose ashes are these? And E.T.'s mom, like, grabs it. She's like, no, 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 you can't touch those. And Andy's like, why? And she's like, 
my mom says that I have to keep dad's ashes in here because after the murders, he was so disappointed in me, he killed himself. And so my punishment is that I have to sleep with his ashes. No, God. Oh, God. That's a lot to unpack. That's a lot to unpack. Oh, boy. Yeah. So she won't let Andy touch them. She puts the urn. She opens this big armoire and puts the urn in there on the top shelf. Okay. So she's like, go in there. And then she starts, E.T.'s mom starts sobbing and saying, my mother says I'm evil just like Johnny. And she's just like sobbing. So then we see that Andy is like looking through a box of like old newspapers and it's like every article ever published about the mur- the murders or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy is like, this isn't, this isn't who you are now. And E.T.'s mom is like, it was Johnny. Like he just, he went crazy. And like, I was there and I, I thought he was going to kill me too. And Andy is like, we've got to get you out of here. And then they hear E.T.'s mom's mom downstairs. And E.T.'s mom is like, (gasps) she's back. So question number three, where do you hide and where does Andy hide? And where are we right now? We're in E.T.'s mom's room. I think that we are going to both hide in the armoire hand in hand. Double D! Yes! Uh, If you can't separate yourself from the situation, at least you are about to gain some information. Okay. Okay, so E.T.'s mom's mom is here, and E.T.'s mom is like, I'll go um, fix her something in the kitchen. You hide until I can, like, get uh, – I'll distract her kind of thing. Okay. But at that moment, E.T.'s mom's mom busts in right as Andy is getting into the armoire. And Andy is like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then Andy looks up, and in the armoire, next to where the urn has just been placed, is an exacto knife with the initials F. What? What? Yeah. Oh, I gotta wrap my brain around this one. Okay. So much wrapping. I mean, there is a lot to be wrapped. So now we cut to E.T.'s mom and E.T.'s mom's mom in the kitchen. And E.T.'s mom is like distracting her like, mother, would you like some uh, sushi? Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Coffee. I I do it handmade. I'm I'm wonderful at it. Yeah, I think coffee probably is more likely. She's not a sushi sushi chef. Yeah, no, no, no. A sushi chef. Wait, no, a sushi chef is just an assistant chef. chef. It's a sushi 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 chef. It's a sushi chef. (laughs) And Andy, as this is happening, is like, like trying to sneak out of the house. Right. Right. Good. But then we cut to a shot of the urn again and something emanates out of it. So now we cut back to Andy 
hiding from E.T.'s mom's mom, and she tries to sneak out, but we see an entity in the wall behind her. Chad Ray, who's there, like, he's just like, I'm Chad Ray doing my Chad Chad. And he sees this entity, and he's like, get out of here. She doesn't listen to him because she can't, but she leaves. Mm -hmm. And Chad Ray is terrified of whatever it is that he's seeing. And it's just the camera on him, and he's just looking up. And then all of a sudden, the front of his face is hacked off. Ouch. Ouch. I like my front face. It's just just no more front face. Only two sides and a back face. That's it. Your front face is gone. Completely. Front face is my favorite part of my face. Mine too. I do. Isn't that so weird that you and I both like the same part of our face, which is the front face? Yeah. What a coincidence. We're so similar. Best friends. Yeah. Best friends. Okay. So front face hacked off. We cut to Andy hopping into her car, like, got to speed away. But right as she's speeding away, the skin bag of Chad Ray Ghost is just flung onto the hood of her car. Oh, no. So it's just like a skin sack that's just like. Yeah, just the old meat sack. Yeah. That's all we are. Just a fucking meat sack. Just a sack of meat and bones for sure so now we cut to andy pulling up to the jail to visit mj in his cell okay so he's in a prison uh, cell um and the deputy is there and the deputy like lets her into the locked cell and he's like just call me through this little window face window when you need me to come let you out and i'll come and open the door so MJ is lying on one of the bunk beds. He's the only one in there. And he won't look at her. Like he just like rolls over to face the wall. And she's trying to tell him. She's like, I found your knife at E.T.'s mom's mom's house. And he won't respond. And she's like, you're a good person. You didn't hurt anyone. And at this point, I was like, bitch, you don't know. Like, I yeah, know that that's I true. know he's MJ, but, like, you don't fucking know him. You really don't. Like, I guess she could be having, like, a feeling, which I'm like, okay, feelings. But you and I know we've had feelings for people that, you know, turned and out to be real chads. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, chads and serial killers equally destructive is what I'm saying. So she's really getting on him now and she's like she gets really mad she's like you're not the only person who's lost someone like you can't just give up and she's like you act like you have no feelings but you're just scared again how do you know you have had conservatively two interactions with this human being but she I guess she just I don't know Mm -hmm. so MJ is like finally rolls over and he's like I don't want to hurt you and they have a romantic eyeball moment together I love romantic eyeball moments it was a and like MJ's little eyeballs are just like so cute like he still has like little boy little boy eyeballs you know like forever like Mm -hmm. he's got forever little boy eyeballs yeah and she like wipes a tear from his little boy eyeballs and then they hug and we see 
over her shoulder and like Stu and Chi have come in and they're like, hey, and he's like, get out of here. Like you're get out of here. And then they pull away from the hug and MJ sees she's got a 41 on her head. No! just had eyeball sex yeah we no. did immediately after eyeball sex she has a 41 mm. and here comes the grim reaper into the jail cell oh, and no. he reaches into andy's chest and squeezes her heart then <gasps> the ghosts come in behind the grim reaper and they're trying to hold him off but it's not going well so like the Grim Reaper, like, let go of her heart. And yeah. she was like, <gasps> but MJ is now like, fuck. So they have to get out of the cell. Right. Kim, what do you do and what do they do? Um, okay. I'm going to call the little deputy so it's So clear, it's clear that the ghosts are kind of, like, trying to fight off the Grim Reaper right now. Right. Okay, great. Um. I'm just going to call the deputy guy. And then kind of the second he opens the door, kind of ambush him a little and just run. Okay. Hand in hand. And what do... I don't know. Hand in hand. That is exactly what happened with Ah! Double Ding. Damn! What's up? Two Double Dings in a row for our two-year anniversary. That's three Double Dings in a row, bitch. Was it? Yeah. Three Double Dings? Oh, my God, it was! You're getting so good at this. It's like we've been doing it for two years. Okay. (laughs) So he tells Andy, call the deputy. She calls the deputy. He comes to the door. Right as he comes to the door, MJ, like, pushes himself up on the bunk beds, kind of, so that he can, like, kick the door with both feet. And it, like, knocks the deputy back and they run out. So they're running out. Stu and she are, like, still trying to fight off the Grim Reaper, like sweet little baby ghosts. And Andy and MJ are running through the hallway. Cut to them being stopped in the hallway by fucking Milton. Like, oh, Milton. We have enough to deal with. Every time Milton came on screen, I was like, I don't have time for you. (laughs) We have other plots happening, Milton. Please. So he pops up. So now they are stuck between Milton with a shotgun and Grim Reaper right behind Milton them. with a shotgun. God damn it. Oh, my gosh. It's death or on either a shotgun. side. I mean, a gun, but a gun of some kind. And they're, so they're like, what the fuck do we do? Uh, Andy knows that there is something there, but she obviously can't see the Grim Reaper or the ghost. But, like, she knows that, like, MJ is like, we have to get out of here kind of thing. Right, right, right. So, Andy, this is another question I was going to ask you, but you wouldn't have. It's too, too complicated. So, Andy sees Milton. She runs to Milton and says, he's gone crazy. Save me. And so, Milton is like, aims to shoot MJ, but right as he's about to shoot, Andy grabs a fire extinguisher off the wall and sprays him. Oh, that is complicated. Yeah, exactly. Chi is now fighting off the Grim Reaper again behind MJ. Uh, Wait, did I miss something? 
Oh, one thing I did miss. Stu didn't make it. No. Stu got Stu got scythed by the Grim Reaper. So now Chi is fighting because he's a really good ghost baby, but also because he's a really sad ghost baby. Because Stu His best friend. is gone. Yeah. So Chi is still fighting off the Grim Reaper again behind MJ. Chi tells MJ to run as he's and then right at that moment Chi is re-killed as well. <gasps> no. So Stu All my and Chi ghost friends are being killed. I know. But let me remind you, you know who is minded their own damn ghost business? Ghost dog. So guess who's still around? Your ghost doggy. Yeah, ghost Just want to remind good. you. That's so good. MJ's really smart as he runs past fire extinguished Milton. He like grabs Milton's gun. So now he has Milton's gun. They're running away. And they're running away from the Grim Reaper. But, like, again, Andy is just like, I'm running where you tell me to run. Right, yeah. And uh, they're now, like, kind of trapped on a on a roof. Like, there's nowhere else to go. And so MJ is kind of, like, explaining, like, what's happening. And then he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, it's the thing that grabbed your heart or whatever. Like, that's right, the thing right. trying to kill you. And MJ is like, I can't fight it like this. Like, there's nothing I can do. I have to have an out-of-body experience. So he takes Milton's gun and puts it to his head. Kim. What? What do you do and what does Andy do? Please remember (laughs) Andy's occupation. Uh, Okay. I guess that we let him shoot himself in a way that I could bring him back to life. I'm no doctor, so I don't know that way, but whatever sure. that way is, okay, that's what we do hand in hand. <laughs> that's... One, that's two half points. Okay. So, yes, you are going to try to do it in a way that you can revive him. Unfortunately, a gunshot to the head is, or a gunshot of any kind is going to be difficult to do. Right. You're not currently at a hospital. So what she says, no, 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 wait, wait. We cut to her at her own hospital office or whatever the fuck. And she's in a lab and she's shooting him up with a needle. And she says, this is to slow your heart. Wait. And then she's like. I thought we couldn't get off the roof that we were on. They've gotten off the roof. Suspend your disbelief. Oh, yeah. I thought we had to do something in this moment on the roof because otherwise I would have done lots of other things. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she's like, you have. T- I'm going to. Sh- so. I'm going to slow your heart rate. And then I get I guess they were running. I'm re, I'm kind of rethinking this in real time because you're completely right. They're running from the thing. I think that the Grim Reaper maybe lost them. Wasn't sure where they were. 
MJ had a realization that like, I'm just going to be running forever. I can't fight it unless I have an out of body experience, but I'm with you. That was a little unclear. Um, so she's like, I'm going to shut you in the freezer and I'm going to freeze you. And she's like, but you only have 20 minutes um, before tissue damage. And all of this is in the hopes that I can actually revive you at the end, which is like not a guarantee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she locks him in the freezer. He starts to freeze. Cut to Andy getting all the revival equipment together in the lab. And And he's in the freezer shivering and turning blue. And as she's getting all the revival equipment together, here comes Mr. Fucking I'm making it all about me, Milton. And he comes in behind Andy and he sees MJ in the freezer. And she, he's like, I didn't know you had an interest in cryogenics. And Milton is like, uh, she goes to like let him out. And he pushes her away. And he's like, and why would we do that? And then he fucking pulls out a machine gun, Milton. Milton? He's just like, Pulling guns out, just pew, 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 all over the place. So that's happening on the outside of the freezer door. Inside of the freezer, MJ's spirit is coming out because he's dead. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But he's bad at it. Again, he's like, am I solid? Am I not? So he keeps like falling through the floor and then he gets up and then falls through the wall and he's just like that. Baby goes. He's like, really? Yeah, he's like really trying to get his shit together. He's like a newborn deer. He is or a baby giraffe. Deer. That's what I was thinking. Uh, a baby giraffe. Oh my god. Baby giraffes. Let's do let's do a side podcast about baby giraffes. It's just us being like, <gasps> oh my god, oh, oh, look, look at a baby. Look at that baby. Look at his little I, legs. He's so wobbly. Maybe every episode is a new baby animal that we just go, oh, my <laughs> God, look at that baby, man. You're a little baby rhinoceros. I mean, I'm in. I don't know who's Great. listening, but is that a form of ASMR? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just us doing baby talk to baby animals. Who wants it? Uh, Who wants it? Honestly, there's somebody that's into everything. It's true. We just describe someone's, like, ultimate thing Hi. that is their thing. Yeah. So now we cut to Andy in Milton's car in the back seat of his FBI police car. And she's being handcuffed to, okay, she's handcuffed to a bar that is screwed into the back of the passenger seat. So okay. her, hand, her handcuffs are like wrapped around that handcuffed okay screwed into the back of the seat but it's Uh, like a car car not like a van situation yeah yeah yeah. it's a car car milton goes to get into the car but right before that he goes to pull something out of his jacket like a gun or something but it's not it's a hemorrhoid pillow ha 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 jokes uh andy starts screaming for him to let her go and Milton is like, <laughs> but he just turns the radio up really loud so we can't hear. Milton. Milton. 
fun. Go find your own story. What is this gagging at women's? Can you please postmortem that? Is that a thing? What the fuck? Yes, I definitely will. So he turns on the, the radio, drowns her out, and drives away just as MJ, like, comes out of the wall, you know. And we cut to MJ seeing the cop, Milton's car drive off. Shit. But we, the, but we see that the Reaper is on top of the fucking car that they're oh, in. No. So now the Reaper's on the car. MJ kind of, like, floats down the hill, like, to meet them. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And just as the Reaper is about to scythe him slash grab, you know, or grab Andy's heart or whatever. So, like, basically what he does is he floats down and, like, rips the Grim Reaper off because he's like a ghost now so he can, like, handle it. And right as he's about to scythe MJ, a semi-truck, like, hits the Grim Reaper and kind of, like, smushes him everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Um, which buys MJ some time. Great. So now we cut to Milton and he's pulling into the cemetery and she's, she starts screaming, like, take me back, take me back. And he's like, I will, but in 11 hours, maybe he said minutes. He might've said minutes, I think in 11 minutes. So she starts screaming again. He gets out of the car, like whimpering, like just like, (laughs) and and what do you what do you think is the sound that would be your gag reflex him you literally just took the words out of my mouth of the question I was going to ask (laughs) you so I actually do have a gag reflex to a sound what and it is nails on a chalkboard or styrofoam squeaking on itself Mm -hmm. both make me have a gag reflex and I can feel a half gag just talking about the sound. Yeah. I don't mind styrofoam on styrofoam nails on a chalkboard and nails on other things similar to that. Give me chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't get a, ga- a gag feeling in your throat. Maybe low key, but not, not that it's more chills. Like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So I think there is like, even though he's like a ridiculous character, I think there is some some people who have like an a gag reflex to an auditory response sure. but maybe I will I'm gonna post more to Matt because I've always wondered why it's pretty embarrassing when That's I'm in a classroom I and I've I've had kids like be assholes and scrape on the I mean that's like a universal but it's super embarrassing when you're in a classroom at the head of the classroom of 16 high schoolers and you go like yeah. that yeah. And then they're like, oh, if we scrape our nails on the chalkboard, then she yeah. gags and it's funny. Yeah. It's super. It's really fun when they do that. Anyway. <laughs> Mine's alarm sounds from your from your bedroom. Right. So that it was just you barfing what? every morning all over the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I always had barf all over my room when I got home. You thought it was you it drunk. Was, no, I did. Yeah. Um, okay, so she he starts whimpering again and like gets out of the car and is just like Eah! and now he's standing in front of the car, like so the headlights are shining on him. Okay. She looks at the clock and it says eight fifty one. Okay. She only has till nine o'clock to revive him. And 
also we see that she's chained to the bar that is screwed into the back of the seat and she has a quarter in her hand. That's all I'll say. Milton has got a, gotten out of the car. He's walking to the inferno. What word was I trying to type there? To the front of the car. And, un- and he's unbuttoning a shirt. That's what he's doing. He's standing in front of the car, unbuttoning a shirt. Okay. <laughs> spouting off about, he just, he thinks this is his story. And I'm telling you, Milton, it's not. Um, okay. So he can't really see what Andy is doing in the back seat. So my question to you is, Kim, what is Andy doing in the back seat? Uh, she's going to quarter, unscrew the, use the little quarter. Why is it in her hand? Whatever. Um, to unscrew the bar to get free. And what are you doing? Same. Hand in hand. Thank God for this fucking quarter. Right? I seriously was just like, where, bitch, where'd you get that quarter? And again, I'm like, I guess I could have missed it. Maybe there was like some very smart quarter situation that happened. From my perspective, a quarter appeared in her hand. Sure, so, sure. I mean, there is a coin shortage, I mean, so we all got to hold real tight onto I those quarters. I would love a quarter in my hand right now. Yeah. I could yeah. use quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So, she's unscrewing the screw, the quarter. She's looking out the windshield because she, you know, is trying to, she doesn't want to alert Milton to what she's doing. And Milton has opened his shirt and there are scars and swastikas and burn marks all over his body, pentagrams and all kinds of shit. Okay. And he's up there going, my body is a roadmap of pain. But pain has its reward. And I'm like, Milton, Milton you're so extra. So Milton. extra. And what story are you in, sir? Like, this is not the story of the sex cults you were undercover in. We have a grim reaper ghost on the loose. Like, what are what is your deal? So she unscrews the thing. Uh, okay. She unscrews the thing. MJ has finally made it to the cemetery. Ghost MJ. Yay. Kim, as ghost MJ, what do you do? And what does MJ do? Um, I think that, so does Milton still have like guns and stuff? Like what's his situation? Uh, yeah, we can pretty much assume Milton always is. One grab away from a gun, but he's standing outside the car. I think that he is going to drive the car back to the freezer place. And what do you do? You do? I'm going to do it too. fucking hand in hand. A lot of hands and hands in this one. Why, why the fuck not? Let's, let's yeah. get in. Get on in. Drive it around. Another double ding, bitch. Wow. I am in this movie. And it's I your am fucking winning. day. It's your fucking day. So, yeah, he gets in the car. And uh, we see that the car moves into gear. And Milton is going on about something or other about pain providing clarity or some shit. And, uh, 
Andy sees the car move into gear and she's like, MJ, is that you? Now we cut to a POV of the Reaper who's on his way to the cemetery as well. Cut back to Milton and he thinks that he's now developed the skill to move things with his brain. Sure. So he thinks he's moving the car. Milton! But then he realized, Milton, it's not about you! It's not about you, Milton. So he's like, oh my God, I'm doing this with my mind. But then he realizes that like the car is like moving away from him. Like yeah. he's like, uh, stop. I stop brain, car brain, stop. And it won't stop. Car brain, brain, stop. Car, car brain. brain, brain car. <laughs> but at that moment, the fucking general pulls MJ's ghost out of the car. The general ghost general? The ghost general. Didn't pulls him out get, of the car. Get scythed? The ghost general did not get the general. Who's the pew pew one? That was the judge. The The general is the guy from Full Metal Jacket. And he's the He's the the one who's mad at M. He's the cemetery boss. Got it. And he's the one who's like, stop using ghosts. Because ghosts ghosts don't have a currency. So you're literally just enslaving ghosts for your own monetary gain. He's not wrong. And I'm like, he's not wrong. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Ghost How do you pay a ghost? Yeah. I don't know. But Neither that's does why I we say. need a ghost union. I mean, I'm with everything that they're talking about. Honestly, and the general is like, he is the union leader for this. So he pulls him out of the car and he throws him into a grave and the car crashes into tombs and skeletons all over the place. Oh, no. Now the Grim Reaper is there. Well, the general is not a fan of the Grim Reaper either. Because he's like, get out of my cemetery. So the general pulls out his machine, his ghost machine guns to shoot at the Grim Reaper. But before he can do that, the Grim Reaper scythes him in half. Oh, shit. No more general. So you had a premonition, Kim, of the general being scythed. Oh. Cut to the clock. 8.57. Oh, fuck. We have three minutes. So... Andy is now able to get into the front seat now. Okay. But not before the Grim Reaper has made it to Andy and is grabbing Andy's heart. Fuck, fuck, get out of my heart, chest. MJ uh, gets out of the grave. Question number eight, what do you do and what does MJ do? Um, is the general bits still around or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab the general's machine gun and fucking go Rambo up on okay death whatever your name great. is great and, and, for and, um, and what do you do that's what I'm doing oh. uh, and uh, yeah same hand in hand that's well, it was, we're living this together MJ you're in it uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, two years. Yeah. Two so years. Look at me now, mom. You're really doing it. I'm a real girl. So he grabs the machine guns because ghost guns can ghost kill ghosts ghost. and Grim Reapers. Sure, 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 sure. So he does exactly that. He shoots forever he's a real fucking sammy 
He doesn't shoot just long enough for the Grim Reaper to go away. He fucking chases that motherfucker with around. with a fucking machine gun. And he's just a, like, at the fucking Grim Reaper. I love it. Here for it. We now see that it's 8.58. Fuck! Andy's heart is unsqueezed. The Grim Reaper is held at bay by MJ Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do and what does Andy do? Drive back to the freezer and, and, and bring MJ back to life, hand in hand. I think. Luckily, it only takes two minutes to get everywhere in this town. Everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yes! I'm going to. Honestly, I'm going to say it takes 30 seconds to get everywhere because you still got to get out of the car, walk up a few flights of stairs. Yeah. Open that freezer. Round trip, 30 seconds every everywhere you got to go. Great. So, yes, she gets in the car, drives off to unfreeze MJ. Milton is chasing after her because Milton can't fucking see. Like, he's no idea what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So cut to MJ, just firing forever, and he's basically able to shoot it enough that it kind of, like, globs apart. Like, he is, the Grim Reaper has, like, so many bullet holes that, like, he can't quickly, like, put himself back together, so he's just, like, blobbing everywhere. Like Terminator 2 style? Yes. And uh, globs apart, and there is a face splat of the Grim Reaper that's just, like, splatted up against a tombstone that's been shot off and it's just like a really scary face and the face is like dripping Ah. down the tombstone and it's his front mj it's his front face got shot right yeah Uh, totally gotcha so he picks up the front face and he like throws it against the the stone like a bunch of times and it fucking globs the face into Johnny Bartlett's face. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Johnny Bartlett and MJ are now talking to each other and Johnny Bartlett's face is just a face glob. And he's like laughing and he's like, I got me a score of 40. And all the ghosts of the cemetery are like crowding around like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And then one of the ghost come up comes up to mj and that ghost has a 12 on his forehead Mm -hmm. and he's like you've avenged my death thank you and so uh mj is like yeah cool 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 bartlett's face is laughing and sliding down and then we see that johnny's face drips off the stone into a crack and goes into the ground and mj is like So MJ dives underground and there's a whole tunnel graveyard system underground. And we see that Johnny Bartlett is globbing his body back together. Right, right, right. And it's like globbing together. MJ manages to grab the scythe. Nice, nice. And he slashes the glob body, which makes it so that it's just regular Johnny Bartlett ghost body no longer like cloaked Grim Reap so it's like there's levels you know sure sure yeah so and he's like about to scythe Johnny Bartlett ghost 
he sucked back into his body. Oh, fuck. I mean, good, but fuck. Yeah. God damn yeah. It. So he sucked back into his frozen body. Uh, Andy is there, and also her boss doctor is there, which is great because MJ is able to wake up all frozen, and he's like, you've got to get to E.T.'s mom and get her out of E.T.'s mom's mom's house because Johnny is corporeal and he's gonna he's after her like he's gonna go get Patricia and kill her I realized that they had to have the doctor there because if she had just left him while he was still like partly frozen he would have just died again Mm -hmm. but the Mm -hmm. doctor was there to be like let me thaw you out here right so you can you know be useful so we cut to Andy pulling up to E.T.'s mom's mom's house and she runs in and she's yelling for E.T.'s mom and we see that E.T.'s mom is just standing in the living room, just staring. Uh-oh. And creepy wind is just swirling around. And Andy is like, you've got to come with me. E.T.'s mom's mom comes downstairs and is like, get out of here. And uh, she's like, E.T.'s mom, go up to your room. And Andy is like, I saw MJ's knife in, your, in the armoire. And E.T.'s mom's mom is like, what are you doing in our house or whatever the fuck? And uh, she like, E.T.'s mom's mom follows E.T.'s mom out. And Andy is just kind of like standing there and kind of looking around. And then E.T.'s mom comes back in and she's like, mom says we can go to the police now. She, she believes us. And Andy's like, great, let's go. And E.T.'s mom is like, no, we, we have to wait for mom. She'll be right down. I can't leave without her. And uh, she's like, Andy's like, we have to go now. Johnny is back. And E.T.'s mom looks terrified. And she's like, I know. I know he's back. He, visit, he visits me at night. Oh, and she's no. like crying. And she's like, why does he do this to me? Why does he torment me? E.T.'s mom. She's, she's like, am I, am I being punished? And she sits down in a chair. And Johnny, we see, appears behind Andy. Andy doesn't see him. And he's no longer the Grim Reaper. He's Jake Johnny. Busey now. Because yeah. MJ killed one level. And says and he's like I want to kill her now Patty it'll give us 41 breaking all the records E.T.'s mom says yes but Andy thinks she's responding to a question she just asked and Andy is like what and E.T.'s mom is like I'm sorry we should wait for mother and Johnny is like walking around going off about records and all this kind of stuff and he's like going in and out of Patricia E.T.'s mom and all this kind of stuff and she's responding to Johnny but it sounds like she's responding to Andy over and over again and she's like caressing nothing so Andy just sees her like caressing nothing but it's Johnny's face and she gets up and she's like let me get my coat instead Johnny and E.T.'s mom go into the kitchen And we see E.T.'s mom get a knife. And she's just like orgasmic. Like she's just like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And like 
totally losing her mind. Oh my God. E.T.'s mom's mom was right. Yes. Cut to Andy running upstairs, being like, E.T.'s mom's mom, we need to go. E.T.'s mom's mom? E.T.'s mom's mom? She goes into the room. She's murdered all over the bed. (sighs) E.T.'s mom's mom is dead. Oh, shit. So now, this is when Andy is like, well, shit. God damn it. And right then, here comes E.T.'s mom with a knife. Andy manages to, like, fight her off in the room, gets out of the room, and is able to, like, lock her in the room. Because obviously all the doors in this house would obviously lock from the outside because E.T.'s mom's mom was always trying to, like, you know, keep her inside. So she locks her in, and she's like, phew. But she locked her in there with a shotgun, apparently, because here comes a shotgun through the door. God damn it. And Andy's like, God damn it. (laughs) And at that moment. Me too, girl. Me too. Rug ghost grabs her. Oh, no. Rug ghost. So so now rug ghost Johnny Bartlett, Grim Reaper man, is strangling her. Thank God MJ arrives. He thawed out very quickly. Thank God. Um, And he manages to, like, fight off the rug spirit. E.T.'s mom has gotten out of the room and is chasing them with a shotgun. Johnny Bartlett Ghost then uses a painting of a person to be that painting Mm -hmm. and, like, is trying to, like, get MJ. MJ takes the painting and, like, slams him over a bed post knob. So now his spirit is like, where do I go? Uh But then we see it shoot into the urn of his own ashes. And so MJ is like, aha. So he closes M- closes him into the urn. And he's like, we've got to get these ashes to a church. Oh. So, I thought that the ashes were E.T.'s mom's dad. She lied. Was she lying? Okay. Yeah. Because she didn't want to say like. Right. I thought that they were his in the beginning. But then he, she said, okay, got it. Yeah. Interesting. It was like the old redirect yeah that's about that is what it was switcheroo switcheroo there we go there we go yeah 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 gotcha so he's like we got to get this these ashes to a church church put them in holy water bathe in holy water that's how i survived that's that's what they're going for (laughs) luckily andy remembers from her documentary she's like there's a chapel at the old insane asylum, which apparently is neighbors with the house they're in right now. Great. Great. Everything's 30 seconds away, you know? Um, Side note, this whole hubbub in the house, we haven't been in the house very often. We were in the house in the beginning. We had a little house time in the middle. Now we're at the house for a bit now. If you had asked me, where does this movie take place? I would have said 100% in a gothic house with, with rug ghosts strangling people the whole time. All oh, like one that's hour and how you remembered it. That's all I remember. Right, all I remember. So take it to church. Cut to them looking through the chapel in the old abandoned hospital. And they're looking for the chapel. Now, here's what I'm going to describe. It's all decrepit, you know, hospital deserted MJ is having some issues because he keeps flashing in and out of 
the night of the massacre and real time. Oh, and he boy. keeps being like, like not knowing where he is because all of a sudden he's like talking to Andy and then all of a sudden there's like orderlies everywhere and he's like, what the fuck is happening? But he gets some useful information. So he flashes into the past and uh, in the scene he hears two nuns ask a doctor where the chapel is and the doctor says it's on the fourth floor oh great at that point the same doctor is talking to an orderly and he's like orderly orderly hey moron and then we see the orderly uncover whatever was on his table pick up a shotgun turn around it's jake Busey, john bartlett and it's his crazy face and he goes I guess you're number one. And so MJ sees like the massacre begin. Uh So MJ is going in and out of the flashback. Andy gets him uh, to come to like, she's like, what is the fucking what's wrong with you? And he's like, don't worry about it. The chapel's on the fourth floor. Take the urn. Go. But he's in and out of the massacre in real life. And he sees at this point, baby E.T.'s mom holding a knife walking around the hospital because remember he wasn't there for all of that so he's learning he's like oh shit like she was in on it terrorizing people the knife then reality et's mom has arrived with a shotgun Mm. and so he's now being chased through the hospital by her as well but also like I would like to stay in reality so that I can know who's about to shoot me. Right, right. Complicato. So, blah, blah, blah. This is all happening. Then uh, MJ is confronted with flashback Johnny who shoots him, but not really. Shoots him back into reality. And he realizes that he's lost track of where Andy is. So yeah. he's just like, I don't even know what's happening. Right. <clears throat> Andy is like, where are you? You keep being fucking weird. And then goddamn fucking Milton shows up. Milton! And like, Milton! <laughs> puts his hand over Andy's mouth so she can't scream to be like, I'm right here, MJ. And so he doesn't barf. Oh, right. Yeah. And so he doesn't barf. Yeah. And uh, so now MJ is like looking for Andy, but he like can't find her. And she's like on the other side of the wall. like. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, we see that uh, MJ actually like almost steps through the floor. Like it's like so. And he's like, oh, shit. Like he almost fell through the fucking floor. Um looking for her then he hears et's mom so he hides under a bed cut to milton and andy she fights him off and manages to get into an old elevator shaft with the urn and like she goes down and milton is like foiled again so wait say that cut again to- what what did they do into to an elevator shaft she yeah she got away from milton like into an old elevator shaft and like made it it's one of those like uh okay. manual just, just her by herself just her by herself okay yeah 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 yeah. and so Milton is like damn it so MJ is hiding under a bed in and out of reality so like he sees real life E.T.'s mom looking for him with a shotgun but then he'll also see like 
John Bartlett and baby E.T.'s mom like canoodling and like, <laughs> we're killing all these people and just being fucking psychos. Okay. At that point, MJ is under a bed and shocked out of the current flashback by Andy screaming in the elevator shaft because now she's in the elevator and it's jammed. She can't get out. Um, but E.T.'s mom also hears her. So like she goes running after where is that scream coming from as well? MJ manages to get to Andy first and he can't open the elevator shaft, but she hands him the urn through it to be like, go take this to the chapel. Yeah. He grabs it, breaks into the chapel and we can see that there's like a heaven tunnel in there. And so he's like trying to like bust through the door of the chapel but something falls and the urn goes flying. And guess who fucking catches it? <sighs> fucking Milton? Yes. Milton. Milton. Uh. So Milton is like something about, like, I don't get Milton's whole thing. But he's like, this is all part of your need for self-glorification. And he just fucking dumps the ashes out. Milton. So now we hear John Bartlett like, ha, 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 ashes in the wind kind of thing. And MJ is just like, God damn it. God damn it. And at this point, Milton produces an Uzi out of his coat. He's got an Uzi. And he shoots MJ in the arm. And he tries to run. But now he, again, is caught between Milton and Anuzi and E.T. with a shotgun. E.T.'s mom with a shotgun. And he's between them. Okay. And he looks down and sees that the ground is ready to break through. Right. So, question number 10, what do you do? What does he do? Fucking hand in hand, jump down so they shoot each other. I mean, this is going to be your best score yet. Too bad that dead or alive. I shut the bed (laughs) off. Uh. He lets himself fall through. So right as he falls through, E.T.'s mom fires, shoots Milton's head off. Oh, But the effect was like, it shot Milton's head off, but then the spirit head of Milton, like, appeared immediately. Uh So it's like a spirit head on, like, a regular body, and it's just Milton being like, what? (laughs) And just, what happened? That's funny. So... Blows his head clean off. Andy screams. Where the fuck is Andy? I don't know. Andy is somewhere. And Andy's still like, stuck in the elevator shaft. <laughs> she's still stuck in the elevator shaft. She might. St- I think she's still stuck in the elevator shaft. And so she's like, E.T.'s mom is coming. She's coming downstairs. She saw you fall through the floor. She's coming. And so E.T.'s mom hears her shoots at the elevator which then unjams it and the elevator goes down another floor to where MJ is now. So she gets out and she's like, MJ, are you okay? And he's like, Ugh, I fell through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes E.T.'s mom with a shotgun and E.T.'s mom hits Andy in the head with the butt of her gun. Okay, so Andy is now on the ground and she's like, I'm headbutted. MJ is now having a flashback and he now remembers the crash of his wife. The way that Andy is lying. The way that Andy is lying on the ground, 
he remembers. And he remembers that the part he forgot was that he saw Patricia, E.T.'s mom, standing over his wife's body. And she was the one who carved the number <gasps> into his wife's head. So she and Johnny the, were... the knife, the yes. exacto? What? Exacto knife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so basically, like, they must have come upon the crash when they were trying to escape from being arrested, I guess. Maybe they weren't arrested immediately. Maybe this was all... I'm not... Not entirely sure. No, because that was years later. No, because, yeah, wasn't he's already dead by It then. was years no. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was her, it was Johnny Bartlett's ghost and real-life Patricia right. who were killing together. Okay. Because yes. she was Thank number 13, for- right? And there was 12 in the hospital. So that was yes, like the exactly. first one since, that was- since the hospital. Thank you for explaining my own movie to me. Wow. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. And- I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And so... MJ is like, oh, shit, that's what happened. So now we see that E.T.'s mom is standing over MJ. Johnny is, like, going in and out of her, and she's, like, into it. And she aims the gun jams. And so they get really mad. Johnny is now able to somehow, like, hold Andy down. So, like, Andy's just like, MJ, this sucks. And E.T.'s mom is now choking MJ with the gun. So, like, she's behind... Because now she can't shoot him. So right. she's like, how do I kill him? So she's got the gun around his neck. Right. And uh, is choking him. Last question. And I wrote, if you get this, I'm going to be impressed. What does MJ do and what do you do? So you're being choked. <laughs> Um, I'm being choked by E.T.'s mom. Yes. And what's the other people doing? Andy is on the ground, unable to move because Johnny Bartlett's ghost is like holding her down. Right. Okay. Um... I'm thinking a couple things. Great. Where I could do the whole be dead again thing. Okay. Like let her choke me out. So I become a spirit guy. Mm -hmm. And then get rid of Johnny. Then come Mm -hmm. back. And kill her. It's dicey. It's a lot. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're going to be over back. Am I going to come back? Am I not? Um. Uh, but I'm being choked by it like a shotgun Mm -hmm. okay Um, so my hair okay I'm gonna Kim's acting it out guys that's really cute I had to to feel what was happening I'm gonna flip her over you know the whole flip of you like, if she's oh, behind I got- me, I'm going to flip her over my back. And then that whole flip I'll again. have the fucking, I have a gun now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to fucking hit her with the butt of the gun forever. Um, And what, uh, was that you? That was me. OK. 
And what does MJ do? Um, I mean, you said it's really hard, so I guess we'll just go hand in hand because I don't know what else to do. That's one half point. Okay. For you. I think your strategy, you could have taken E.T.'s mom, her physical corporeal body. Right. But you probably wouldn't have saved Andy because Andy's probably going to get chest squeezed by who's he what. I was under the impression that he couldn't do that because he didn't seem to be doing it. I only thought like Grim Reaper Johnny could do it. We'll learn why he wasn't doing it. Oh. So. Okay. Do tell. So MJ dies. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Motherfucker. I should have trusted my gut. But here's what he did. And here was the part where I was like, I don't even know. Like, I didn't even know that this science was possible until I saw it. His ghost body comes and grabs E.T.'s mom's ghost spirit out of her physical body. Oh. So he's like, gotcha. And, oh, I skipped a part, but that's fine. So right before he comes back to be like, here's my ghost body grabbing your ghost body, she's all like turned on and Johnny is like, how are we going to kill her? So the reason that he hasn't ripped her heart out is because they're getting off on it. Now they want to kill together. Mm-hmm. So E.T.'s mom goes into like the garden storage of the hospital and grabs like a hoe kind of thing. And she's like, I'm going to hoe her or whatever. Right as she's about to chop Andy, that's when MJ's ghost body grabs her ghost body out. Okay. And at that moment, MJ pulls her up into the heaven, pulls her up into the heaven tunnel. And she's like, no, Johnny. And so Johnny's ghost body is like swimming through the heaven tunnel, trying to get up there. Like, no, don't take her. Don't take her. And finally, as they're like shooting up into the heaven tunnel, uh, Johnny like grabs onto E.T.'s mom's hand and is able to like grab her. And MJ makes it to the top. And he's like in heaven and the two of them are just like hugging each other at the top of the tunnel being like, we're going back down, bitch. We got away. Ha ha ha. And they're just like taunting him. MJ turns around. Stu and she McBride are there. Yes. And they're like, what's up, buddy? And he's like, I've got a, you know, uh oh. Look what's about to happen. And she, she and uh, Stu were like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then we see that the tunnel turns into like a hell tunnel, Ooh. fire and brimstone. And there's like tentacles going in and out of their eyeballs. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And they're like, ah, and they're being like burned and pulled apart and stuff. And the tunnel turns into a big giant Beetlejuice worm kind of thing and just like swallows them up and goes back down into hell. And when you say them, you mean Johnny and E.T.'s mom. I do, because they were just at the top of the tunnel just being like, yeah, ha ha, we did it. And so they're swallowed into hell. And MJ is like, well. Sweet. Did that. And uh, now I'm in heaven. So cool. And then MJ's wife 
comes up and says, mm. hi, honey. She's like, but you got to go. It's not Aww. your time. And sends him back down. Mm. Cut to clink. Two little glasses clinking together as a big giant bulldozer demolishes MJ's half bones house. And it's uh, Andy and MJ on a picnic table toasting like to their new life. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, the sheriff comes up and he's like, I knew you didn't do it. And he's like, and what do you say you and me write a book about this? We could really make some money or whatever. And MJ is just like, no, I mean, no, thanks. And then he's like, say hey to your guardian angel for me. And the sheriff is like, oh, you. And then he drives away. And we see that Milton's ghost is just like sitting in the back of the car. (laughs) And at that point, Andy is like, wow, he really does have a guardian angel. And MJ's like, what? And she's like, sometimes traumatic experiences. (gasps) She can see him now, too. She can see him now, too. Oh, shit. And then it goes out with her putting the blanket over her head, pretending to be a ghost. And it's, don't fear the reaper. And then it's credits. Fun. The Frighteners. Whew, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. Was there was fun. like six stories happening all at once. Yeah. It was a lot. All right, let me total your points. I feel like you did really well. <sighs> Be right back. I always feel that way. And then the dead are alive. Let's get added in. And it uh, doesn't really work out for me. Kim, you're in a punk rock band called Duh, and you're on tour. Only problem is your roadie turns into a man-eating monster after midnight. What do you do? Ah, fuck. He might be killing all of our listeners. Okay, I got to get rid of him. I mean, honestly, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking strangle him with the cords, and I'm going to stab him with my drumsticks. That sounds good to me. That's a ding for you. So Uncle Peckerhead is from our friends over at Dread, and it is a blood-soaked mindfuck of a road movie through a post-Trumpian hellscape. Ooh. Sounds right up our alley. Where can we watch it, Bernsey? Uncle Peckerhead is available now on Blu-ray and on demand. Go watch it, you guys. Yeah. All right, Kim. Yes? For your dead or alive, you got three out of six. Uh, not bad. 50%, honestly. No, not Pretty bad. Good. For your questions, you got 18 and a half out of 22. Oh, fuck yeah, For bitch. a score of 21.5 out of 27, you fucking queen yes. of the universe. Two years, baby. Oh, my. Good Lord. Um, Finally survived. Really beautiful job. Thank you so if much. I do say I so felt, myself. Felt good about that one. You did an incredible job. Incredible work. You're a pro. You've been doing this for two goddamn years, and I couldn't be more proud of you. I'll throw my hat in the air. Happy cotton anniversary. Oh, <laughs> happy cotton anniversary to you, too. Yeah. Um, um, great, great telling. That was wonderful. Thank I, you. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, that's all I have. I guess we just need to tell people to do the things. So what do we tell people to do? Join our Patreon. You can see you can see this whole story being told. Yeah. 
You don't even want to um, know what we just did during point counting. It was very fun. Oh yeah, it was. You you could you could see that with your own eyeballs. So join us over on Patreon. Um, follow us on all the things. KK Sam podcast at KK Sam podcast. What else do we tell people to do? Um, if you could just you know scr- subscribe, scrub, scribe, rate and review. Sh- subscribe, rate and on review. The Apple iTunes. If you have an iPhone or Apple situation, that would be wonderful. That would be great. And oh, in um, our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. It's so fun. We're having so much uh, fun over there. Everyone's the best. Yeah. So come on over. Um, so this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. For two fucking years. Maybe. Yeah. So until next week. Stay, stay alive. alive. Goodbye. Ghosted me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> <laughs>